Thank you for tuning in to the Mental Health Wealth Podcast. My name is Keith Ford and I'm your host. Today we have a special guest with us. Again, we have Brother Eric Gardner. As we always say, any information that we discuss here is not to diagnose yourself. Please seek additional help from a mental health professional or PCP in your local area. Now, we're de back dealing with burnout. And so we had a very interesting discussion about burnout on our first episode. And it's something, as I stated, many pe people deal with it. Um, it's something that is very easy to get into and very hard to avoid because of all the things that we face in, in this life. Um, there's a lot of things, as Eric said before, vying for our attention. Um, a lot of things pull us in different different ways. And so we focused on it from a personal standpoint. But this time we want to kind of pivot a little bit and move on to burnout in our professional lives. Now, many, many of us work. Um, myself, I'm a therapist. I'm also, well, yeah, I guess I guess just a therapist, I should say. I work with kids also in, in the school district doing therapy. Um, a little bit of social work background, um, preacher. And when I think about all those things, and as I have said before, you know, it deals with people. And sometimes when you deal with the public, it does, it weighs on you heavy. I can remember speaking with a brother before, and he said to me, how do you avoid, avoid burnout working in the social work field when you see bad things happen to little children? I had to learn quickly to not wear it on my shoulder. Because if you take things personally, man, you, you'll fight everything every time you see something wrong inside of inside of the system. You will fight every time when there is a, a child who's mistreated. And I can even think in my private practice, I've only had one incident where I've had uh, to call the authorities on an individual, a couple, uh, a man wanted to hurt his wife actually in a therapy session. I will say this, after that session, it kind of made me just want to say, you know what, I'm done with people because, and this profession, because man, it, it you want to do so much to help, but sometimes it comes at a detriment to yourself. So, so Eric, I, I, want, I want to kick it to you, man, with, with the many hats that you wear on the professional side, man, how, how, how do you deal with it? Yeah. So, um, so for those that may not know, I, I am um, secularly, I, I work as an, as an assistant principal for a high school. And so, um, you know, there, there, when, when you, when you, when you talk about kids and families who, and I've said this about the school system, the school system has become public school system has become very much, um, that which it was not meant to be the school system. Now, when you look at public schools now, um, we are, the home. We are the juvenile detention center. Um, we are parents, you know, to these kids. We are, uh, we are food banks. We are, you know, uh, goodwill clothing. Like we, like at our school, man, we, we have clothes closet. We have a food closet. Um, we have counseling sessions in our school for, for students who are dealing with you know, mental, mental trauma and things of that nature. And so the school has become all things, man. And, 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 and in some regards, it's, it's not good because it, it's taken responsibility away from the home um, and away from those who, who should be stepping up. But it, just like in your, your field, man, I see, I see a lot of bad things every day. And for me, 
I have to see it as a ministry. Um, I have to see it as, as me doing the work and will of God and making sure that the place where I work, that I leave it better than I found it. And that's, that's how I deal with it. When I, when I consider Ephesians six, um, you know, Paul said, servants be obedient to them that are your, that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling and singleness of your heart as unto Christ, not with eye service um, as men pleases, but as servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart with goodwill doing service as unto the Lord and not unto men. And so if I ever, if I ever lose sight of that and I start seeing people um, as just people and not as souls and not as me doing the service of God, being a Christian in very oftentimes an anti-God, you know, place, location, then I will get sucked in. You know, you, for me, I will get sucked into the negativity and to the, all of the bad that I see. And so for me, I have to, I have to view it as a ministry knowing that I'm serving this place and bringing glory and honor to God um, and, and Christ and the spirit and the church, you know, as I'm in this place. And that's my prayer, you know, every morning before I go into my job, you know, Lord, let everything that I think, say, and do in this place, bring glory and honor to you, to your son, to your spirit and to your church. That's a prayer that I pray every day before I walk into that place. You know, with, with you making the transition from the classroom to the administration side, what what was the what was the the biggest change? Were there are there are there things when it comes to burnout that could you burn out easier in administration or as a teacher? No, in that's the, a, that's a good question. It, it's it's just it's different, but but the the stresses and the pressures like there's stress and pressure in, in each one. Mm -hmm. There's 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 opportunity to burn out in each one, but it's just different. You know how. You know how, so, so I, I'll have to compare it to this. So you remember when President Obama, before he took office, man, you know, he looked young and vibrant and, you know, hair was black and no wrinkles. And man, that first year, like within the first two years of his presidency, man, he had wrinkles and gray hair. And then, boy, that toll took, because he was privy to information he didn't have when he was a con congressman or when he was just a politician. And, that, and that's the way I kind of view it when you move from from uh, from the classroom into administration, you you are privy to way more information um, that you can't you know, you're not at liberty to share because mm -hmm. of HIPAA laws and things of that nature um, and HERPA laws. But you uh, excuse me, FERPA laws. But. You know, you you have this access to this information that that the teacher may not necessarily have and so it goes deeper um and so you 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 see more trauma and you see more you know you deal with kids who are you know abusing drugs and you know have terrible home lives and and they bring all that stuff to the school and so you know it falls on your plate at the end of the day the teacher is just teaching and so if a, if a student is misbehaving in classroom they're sent to the principal's office well then that's when i learn all the things that the teacher doesn't know and so, so the, the burnout of seeing that each and every day. And then on top of that, man, when you're dealing with education, you're dealing with so many facets, you know, you're dealing with state laws and federal funding and test scores and parents who are, who are not supportive of the school and that, that are anti-school. And so they make your life hard and you have, 
you know, a society of students that that are are entitled and and so they have a disrespect for authority. And so all of these things can pile on to teachers. And you know, that, you know, it's it's not, you know, I'm not I'm not disclosing information here that you can't look up yourself. We have a teacher shortage. Yeah. We we have a teacher shortage. And the reason is is because of all of those things I just mentioned. It's hard. You know, yeah. being in education is hard. And so burning out, man, there there are teachers leaving the profession in droves because of burnout. There are administrators leaving the profession in droves because of burnout. I believe I definitely believe that. And I have seen those lists from here from here from to Chattanooga to Murfreesboro to Nashville. You know, I was actually told and I there was a school I was actually when I before I found my position with Health Connect doing therapy in the school system, I have I was looking to to get into doing some therapy in school systems. Mm-hmm. And man, I was told that, hey, you just show up and say that you're a therapist, you, you prove your, your degree and everything. They was like, hey, you you get a job. They said they might give you a teaching job if you, you know, if you, because it, is, it was, it's such a need. And when you think about it in the professional life, professionals do things that they love to do. Mm-hmm. If I become burnt out from something I love to do, that means that something has had to change in it. Right. That means that there has been something that has made it less appealing because not only do we see burnout like in teachers, um, we can look at our state workers. You know, I work closely with D, uh, with DCS, and I can't tell you I'll start with a kid and I'll meet his DCS worker, and then wait two months later. It's probably the third one that is coming two months because of burnout and the things that have happened in, in the professional world. Now, I will say this: I do believe that COVID has played a big role in that. Sure. COVID, COVID happened, but before that, with teachers. Now there's, and I'm going I'm to make a, a personal statement, of, of, I should say an opinion, teachers have always been underpaid. Oh, for sure. For right. sure. Man, yeah. when you, when you, when you correlate, when you correlate a teacher's education, right, mm-hmm. their higher education, and you, cor- if you, if you took that and you correlated it to, you know, the business world, like teachers would be making $100,000 a year, man. You know what I'm saying? Like easy. And, and, and that's, and people think teachers have their, their classrooms are overcrowded. You know, at the high school level, teachers could have 30 something, 37, 38 kids in a classroom, man. You know? And so you, you, you know, all of this, all this responsibility for the teacher. And then not on top of that, the teacher is responsible for making sure that each one of these students uh, progresses uh, academically. And that they that they have learning gains and not learning losses, because if they have learning losses, then that goes against the teacher. Mm-hmm. The teacher doesn't control what happens at that student's house. The teacher doesn't control who that student was born to. They don't control if that student has support at home, but yet they're held accountable for making sure this student learns. Now that student can come to class and sleep every day. You yeah, know, and so it reflects on the teacher. Right. And it reflects know. on the teacher. So teachers are not paid. And people think, people think, oh, you only work three, nine months a year. Well, you know, my that's I'm I so I'm unemployed for three. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm technically unemployed for three months. You know, so if you annualize my salary, you know, if you cut up my salary over twelve months, you know, I mean, it's not it is it 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 doesn't equal what people think it does. Yeah, I agree. You know, I say it like this. If you look at the cost of daycare and how how much you would pay for sending a child to daycare and how much daycare can make. And teachers are given the task of teaching our youth who are going to go up and grow up and go into the world. Why isn't it that we focus more on that? You know, right. 
if we're gonna if we're gonna do those things. And it just it always it always shocks me. And it doesn't when I I should say it doesn't shock me, and it doesn't surprise me that the revolving door of teachers. Now you have some diehard educators like yourself, some who I know who who are gonna stick with it because they love what they do. But man, it it, it becomes a task again when the deck is stacked against you. Yeah. Man, it 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 takes your it takes your love out of it, and yeah. you don't want to abandon the kids. And and these teachers, man, I I know teachers who have because of burnout, they have lost their passion for for students, and no teacher that I know. Um, got into education for to be rich. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you don't, you, just don't. you don't go into education to be rich. Like you don't go in to make money. Of course, you want to be able to provide for your family and 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 have a good life. But but no educator got into education to be rich. Uh, but that doesn't mean that just because you didn't get into it to be rich that you don't you don't understand and that that you need money to live and survive and that you need to be paid a fair wage for. Uh, what you do in your educational level. So there is a lot of burnout because of that. And we love, you know, we love what we do, but in, very often the, the the deck is stacked against teachers. And um, teachers are some of the most, you know, they, they are the superheroes of, of our communities, man. Like by far and large, they, they are superheroes of our community. But professionally, they get attacked. You know, they get attacked from politicians. They get attacked from people who never, who never um, um, stepped foot in a classroom, like they've never been in that position. And, and what what one thing that happened? You mentioned COVID. One thing that happened with COVID, man, we had <laughs> we had so many parents that contacted the school during COVID and was like, "We get it now." You know, when kid when schools were shut down and they were having to educate their kids from home and they had to help in the education process of their children because their children had to learn virtually. Yeah. Man, these parents were writing in and calling into the school like, <laughs> we're sorry. <laughs> Thank you. We get it. Like, y'all's job is like, I have one. Like, I have one child that I've done this for. And y'all do it for 37 every day. You know, say 37 per class. So if you think teachers, teachers, let's say they're on a block schedule where you have four blocks, right? Mm -hmm. you, they teach three and they have one for their planning. They have one off so that they can plan. Then you take 37 times three. Yeah, so over 100, 100 students a day, man. 100, 100, that's 112 right there. Yeah. I mean, 120, yeah. 111. Look, my math ain't mathing yeah. right now. Yeah. So, so, so you, so you have, so you have that math, over 100 students per day, you know, that you are responsible for. And these, these parents have two. Yeah. Grades, lesson yeah. plans. Right. Keep, um, parent teacher conferences yeah. go on. Testing. And then test. they have to do, they have to do duties. You know, while you, you know, bus duty, car duty, hall duty. You know, lunch duty. You know, they need to support games. Um, you know, they have uh, they have continuing education to keep their license oh, renewed. Have to keep their license renewed, so they have to put in so many hours outside of the school day mm -hmm. in order to keep their. I mean, all of this like teachers go through, and then people think that oh, they, they you know anybody can be a teacher, and that's what that's what it's come the profession has come to, and so it can be very taxing um, in education, and you can you and they can get professionally burnt out. Um, and it's it's you you can see it and it's 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 um, coming to a head because um, teacher shortages are happening all over the all over the country to the extent that many school systems are considering a four day school week. Man, like many school systems, like several up north have gone to a four day school week because they're like, man, that's more attractive for teachers. 
you know, we need more teachers. That's more attractive. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it, it's just like, man, we, we just tired of dealing with students for five days because they did, they, you know, the lack of respect for, from students is unprecedented now. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, the, and that's another reason why private schools are exploding with enrollment. Like people, like parents are shifting their students out of public school going to private because you have smaller classrooms, behavior is not where it needs to be. You know, um, you can, you know, you're not, you're not held under the, the standard from a state perspective because states and, and the federal government doesn't fund private education. So they can't tell them what to do. And, you know, you have all of these um, social agendas that are pushed, you know, mm -hmm. in, in public education and the, you can't push those at private schools because you don't give us money. So we don't have to, you know, we don't have to, we don't have to let a boy, you know, participate in a girl's sport. Yeah. Right. So all of this can cause burnout based on how you, how you, um, how, you, you know, what your spiritual views are, you know, what your, what your moral views are, you know, all you, you can come in contact with, with a lot of these things. So for me, when people ask me, man, you're a preacher, you're a Christian, how do you do it in public education? Because again, I have to see it as a ministry. I have to see it as this is God. And then and my life belongs to God. And then everything else is a prong under that. You know, I can't, I can't say, oh, here's family, here's, here's work, here's extracurricular, and then here's God. Like, I can't compartmentalize that no. way. Because if I do, it, it will be disastrous. So what I say is, oh, God is the umbrella. And everything falls And on. everything else, family's under there, jobs under there, extracurricular is under there, church is under there. And everything that I do in those areas brings glory to, to, to him. So that's the way I have to view it. You know, I, I, I like that picture. And then also to say, to avoid the, to burn out in those situations, we need to make sure we pick jobs. Like if we are going to be Christians or we want to make sure that we want to be giving God our best, get into a field where you know you can do that. Mm -hmm. You know, me personally, I wouldn't take a certain job that's going to take me away from doing God's will. I, that's the reason I chose to get into counseling. i never forget it. Jerry Martin is the person who actually got me into the counseling field. I don't know if you know Brother Martin. Uh, he used to teach at Memphis School of Preaching. Um, he was over the counseling department at Amherst University, where I, where I attended. I met Brother Martin at PTP. <laughs> and I said, man, you know, he met me. He said, man, you're a preacher. And you, you're very, very nice to people, and you can communicate with people. He said, you ever thought about being a therapist? I said, man, I don't want to be no therapist. I said, man, get out of here. So he was like, man, just go to Amherst for a semester. So I went to Amherst um, after I left Memphis in 2016. So 2016 to 2017, I finished up my, my bachelor's in human development. Just so happened, I finished up my bachelor's. I meet Brother Martin again, PTP. Hey, man, I finished up my bachelor's. Man, you thought about being a counselor. Man, I told you last time I'm not going to be a counselor. Guess what happened? I enrolled in the program. Probably one of the best moves that I've made at professional, professional wise, professional wise, I should say, get into that field because he said, you've already been to Memphis. You, you, you're versed in the Bible. You know how to do the, you know, the scriptures, get something that's going to be outside of the scriptures where you can bring God more glory. And I thought, and I said, okay, I'll do it. I turtled my way through. It took me three years to do my master's when normally could have been done in two, but man, working, preaching, family, life, everything that's going on. I, I wasn't able to take the 
take three or four classes every time. And so I was I did mine with two and luckily, you know, well, I don't want to say luck didn't have anything to do with it, but by God's grace, I was able to come through it and it I, I made it. Because I got to the point where I, I, I burnt out my last assignment that was between me and my master's degree is when we had the house fire. I had one paper that almost stopped me from graduating because I was so burnt out. Every time I sat in front of the computer, I could not type anything. I couldn't even do notes for work because I was just so out of it after that. And got myself back together, boom, knocked it out, and here I stand now. You know, anybody who's going to do a profession, a person needs to make sure the profession is something that can be utilized, something that they like. You don't want to do anything that's grudgingly. You know, I know a lot of people who work in fast food. I, I hear people say the same thing every time. Man, you never want to work in fast food. It's the worst profession ever. Well, you know, it depends on what you make of it. If I go into it with a bad attitude and I'm just doing it for, you know, I'm just like, I'm just mad at the world because I got to do this job. Well, are you being compensated? Right. You know, if I had to work in fast food, I'm going Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A. Off on Sundays. Off on, off, look, they already, so look, I, I know that I don't have to worry about anything. I'm go, on When Sunday comes, I'm going to be able to go to worship on Sunday and to pay you a fairly decent rate. Right. You know, so when we think about it in a professional standpoint, to avoid burnout, one has to make sure that they make the proper choice. A lot of times we pray for jobs and then, I should say this, no, we take jobs and then pray that God make it work. No, that's not how it's supposed to be. Right. We need to pray before we get into the situations and be mindful of the professions that we choose as those who are going to be bringing God to glory. I know you... We, we talked in a previous episode about being prepared and in our professional lives, that preparation is what allows us to have more ownership in where and how we work. You know, with, you know, you talking about your masters and going through that, man. And I, you know, I remember my last degree. My wife was like, no more school. I mean, I I, five, I have five pieces of paper. Look, my wife has already told me, you, know? you better not be trying to be like Eric. She told, I said, I'm going to go be a psychologist. She said, no more school. So no. My, my wife has already told me. Hey, hey, look, I told my wife, no more. Yes, baby, I know you're right. No more. Because I've spent, I know my oldest daughter, I spent, the, I spent a considerable portion of her life in school. Mm-hmm. And, um, but at least I set that example for her. You know, I set that example for her. So she, so my oldest daughter would never be able to say, well, I never had an example of, 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 of continuing education or further my education, but I, but I was like you, man, I, 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 I did my doctorate in, in three years, you know, and I, and I was, I was, I mean, it, it was, it was, it got to a point where I was burning out and I was like, I don't know. I was telling my wife, I don't know if I can do this. This is, this is academically probably the heaviest thing I've ever done in my life, you know, and, um, and I didn't know if I would do it, but I knew, I knew. I knew I was like, I wanted to quit, but I knew I wasn't going to quit because I know, I know me. But I did also understand that if I did this, you know, I could, I could make more money and lessen my job load. You know what I'm saying? I could, I could, and then I could dictate how and where I went and what I did. And and it would open up more doors for me professionally. So I made that investment earlier on to try to, you know, get out from under having to work so much and so hard, you know? And so I feel like if I put in the stress on the front end that I could take a, a lot of it off and, and, you know, on the back end. So that's, that's, that's kind of what, you know, that was kind of my, um, 
my thoughts about about doing you know going getting getting an advanced degree but you know one one thing you know i want to bring up too and i don't think we brought this up in a previous episode is that burnout man is good it's good to have people that you can talk to you know even if you don't go to a professional counselor or do professional therapy you know being able to have people that you can talk to and confide in and just vent you know just be able to talk to and release some of that stress i think that's that's very important you know when we're dealing with burnout you are absolutely right about that because everyone needs a sounding board everybody has to everybody has things they need to process and sometimes it's good to have those in that same field you know because there are certain things that an educator is only going to be able to share with an educator right. from that standpoint right therapists therapists um, preachers preacher, preachers and you know you name it it's because everybody in, in those professions go through different things and sometimes teeter-tottering with the ideal of just saying, man, maybe I need to try something new because this happened. But then you have that person who can say, you know what, this, this, I've been through this. You can make it. I've, I've seen the same things that you've seen. You know what, this, this will pass. You know, it'll, it's only a, only a moment. Right. It, you, you can get through it. You know, I've talked to a lot of people from the Department of Children's Services and like I said, I said on our previous episode, there the the turn the turnover rate is so bad. In one of the counties here in Tennessee, they lost actually all of their workers. They had to have workers come from another area to come and cover the partic this particular area because of burnout. Because they they was they were so swamped with work and they couldn't they couldn't get what they needed to 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 take care of the kids, you know. That's a that that that's tough, man, and I can see that wearing thin on somebody. But when it comes to that burnout professionally, seek the help. You know, reach out, Pre be prepared also, and make sure again in your profession because it can happen. Mm -hmm. Look at entertainers; even entertainers go through. We may say, "Man, we want the entertainer life." But guess what? They get burnt out too. You know, and we see people who may appear to be happy. You think about somebody like a Robin Williams. I know. You know who was funny guy. But you know, ended his life. Still don't you know? Don't know the mean the, the why. But again, any of none of us are exempt from burnout. It can happen to any of us. Absolutely. You know, I think about. I want to. What, what was his name? You know, <laughs> you I want you gave you gave me a thought. I should say when it came to, came about teaching. I want to share this before we get ready to conclude this episode. You know, I was actually supposed to be a teacher. When I, I, when I left, I, I graduated from East Mississippi Community College in 2007. I went to MUW, and I was taking, I was going to be a biology teacher. And I'll never forget it, man. I was, I had this guy, his name was Dr. Afatile. He was from Africa. And he had an 8, 8 o'clock class, and I'd never show up, but I'd pass all the tests. And he would say, oh, 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 Mr. Ford, you are, you never here, but you passed my test. Man, I was always laughing at this dude. He was like the coolest dude ever. I did all the classes, man. I did the organic chemistries. I did, I'm talking about labs, labs. I made it one year, well, one more semester, and I'd have been done. But then I was so burnt out by the time I made it through it. Like, I don't want to be a teacher. I don't want to be a teacher, man, because all this. And then think about all the stuff that you said, the continued education, all this stuff. I didn't even think about those things. Mm -hmm. So educating, preparing yourself about <laughs> these situations that you're going to get into will can help you pick a better choice of a, of a career. Sure. So 
definitely got to keep that in mind. And and I and I hope it's something that we've said here today because Eric has definitely given me some nuggets to think about. So burnout, we're trying to deal with it. Join us next time for the last episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.